Hey, welcome back to the Father's House. It's Pastor John, and I'm so glad you're here to celebrate with me the fact that Jesus is with us every day. I mean, that's really what Christmas is about. And I hope you had an amazing Christmas. And even if you didn't, I'm glad you're here because this is Surrender Sunday, the last Sunday of 2020. How many of you guys are ready to say, Adios to 2020. But before we do, we are going to make sure that we surrender everything that's come before us and everything that's about to come in front of us to our Savior. And I'm so glad you're spending a few minutes with us at the threshold of a brand new year. Listen, I just wanted to remind you that uh, we are still meeting outside. The three ways that we gather here at the Father's House is online, as you're doing right now. Uh, in our homes, we have house churches all throughout the week and also in what we're calling the Father's Backyard. Still gathering outside to observe gathering guidelines and finding safe ways to be able to gather. No matter how you join us, we're just glad that you are as we continue to seek the Lord together. And by the way, if you want continued updates as, as COVID regulations and things continue to change, all you got to do is text the word CONNECT to 760 334-5533 and we will be able to get you on we send an e-newsletter out every week we can send you upcoming uh, events that are going to be happening in 2021 and we just want to thank you also for forgiving throughout this year this has been a wild ride of a year and yet even you know with some people losing their jobs and just the uncertainty of the future you guys have been incredibly generous in supporting us here at the father's house so we can continue to give the word of god to as many as want to hear it and are seeking so however it is that you're giving we want to thank you for that and your continued support moving into 2021 we're going to do this together so i'm so excited to launch this brand new series called Surrender. So let's jump into it right now. Congratulations, you made it. If you're like me, I know some of us are wondering, we're even going to make it through this year. So many things changing on every single level, and yet you're here. And we're going to launch a brand new series called Surrender. Now, all throughout the month of January, we're going to be studying one of the most pivotal psalms in Scripture, Psalm 23, as we follow our shepherd in surrendering a brand new year. But before we start that next week, what you and I are going to do is we're going to look at Jesus and his friends and learn how you and I can live a lifestyle of surrender, prioritizing God putting Jesus first every single day of our lives. We're gonna wave the white flag, not to fatigue, not to fear, but to the Lord. And I, you know what, I don't know about you, but along with the strength of Jesus, memes have really got me through this year, because if you don't laugh, you cry. And I just, I love a couple of these memes here. Dear 2021, the bar is low. Do not mess this up. Love 2020 Survivor. I'm not buying a 2021 planner until I see a trailer. And then this one is my favorite. What if 2020 is just a trailer of 2021? Right? I mean, there is that that fear, right? Like, I, I'm an optimist. But even I am going, 
mm, I'm not sure that 2021 is necessarily going to be all that much better than 2020, but here's how you and I can move forward with a powerful perspective of hope. If we are prioritizing Jesus above everything else, if we are choosing him, if we are surrendering to one in 2021, no matter what the next year brings, you and I, we're right where we're supposed to be and we're going to get everything that God has for us in our future. And we learn how to do this with this interesting interaction between Jesus, Mary, and Martha and his disciples as we look here in Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 40. It says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. This is kind of like what you and I probably just went through with the holidays. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Now, first of all, Jesus was always breaking all the cultural norms and rules for Mary to sit at Jesus' feet was to and to allow her to do that this is a controversial move because in doing so she was jesus was saying she is one of my disciples and in those days a rabbi did not have a woman as his disciple and yet there she was right along with all of her uh, all of his other disciples sitting there at the feet and and it was it was in the in the stress of this situation where Martha is saying, Jesus, this is not fair. It actually says here in the Greek, it says that her face was permanently twisted. Her resting face, if you will, showed that she had no rest at all. She wasn't enjoying the fact that Jesus was in her home. She was preparing and getting things ready as a woman would do in those days and completely missing what it is that Jesus was saying. I mean, here's the truth. When you're interrupting the words of life because you're overwhelmed by life, let's just go in and admit your priorities are a little off. When comparisons are stealing her, our joy, just like she was comparing what she was doing with what Mary was doing, and we're blaming everyone around us, including those that we love and even our God for the stress that we're experiencing, something is off in our priorities. She had lost the wonder of being in his presence and was wondering why he wasn't helping. I'm wondering if you and I aren't in a similar place as Martha is coming off of this insane year, just exhausted. Maybe some of us, if we're honest, we're kind of mad at God or we're mad at the people around us like, hey, I'm only in this situation because you guys haven't been helping me more. Listen, instead of entering into the next year overwhelmed, God wants to teach us what it means not to surrender our circumstances, not to surrender to cynicism, not to surrender to fatigue, but to surrender to one in 2021. Here's what it requires. Now, first of all, we prioritize our 5%. And I'll explain what that means in a moment but look how Jesus responds to Martha Luke 10 41 through 42 Martha Martha the Lord answered I love how he doesn't chastise her but he calls her by name because again they have a friendship there's a relationship here Jesus is calling you by name right now and saying hey listen listen just for a second let's go ahead and stop all of the things that are are moving all of the spinning plates right all of the demands let's go ahead and stop that right now and and, and listen you're worried and upset about many things but few things are needed or indeed only one 
And Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Jesus wasn't saying that Mary uh, shouldn't be helping or wouldn't help, but Jesus was saying you got to prioritize, put first things first, because what's first determines what's next. This word Jesus uses in the Greek for worried means to be anxious and troubled and disturbed and hurried. Can anyone relate with that? A restless person, it it paints the the picture of someone stuck in the middle of a tumultuous crowd being bumped and pressed from every side so that it becomes almost impossible to stand your ground. Now, Martha was feeling this and Jesus was inviting her out of that place of being pressed from every side to simply sitting in his presence and choosing the one thing. The one thing that couldn't be taken from her. Now this year, you and I have had a lot taken from us, haven't we? So many plans, so many ideas, so many dreams, lots has been taken from us. But Jesus is saying, if you choose me, if you prioritize your 5%, as we're going to talk about, then that cannot be taken away from you. Now, what, are you, what, are, what am I saying about the 5%? I want to give you an illustration because I'm, I'm kind of a, a picture guy. I want to give you an illustration instead of just talking percentages. I want to show you what it is that Jesus is talking to Martha about and to you and I about as well. Let's say this is our life right here. Every single one of us have the same amount of time. We've got 24-7, 24 hours in a day, seven days a week. In other words, we are not infinite like our God. We are finite. There's a lid on how much we can do with the time that we've been given. Okay. There's a lid on that. And yet you and I, we are consumed with so many things that take up so much of our time. So let's say the sand right here represents 80% of what it is that you and I spend our time doing, right? We're driving, we're commuting, we're answering emails, We're checking Facebook updates. We are going shopping, all of that kind of stuff. 80% of the capacity of our life and our time gets filled up with the small stuff, the granular details that take up so much of our time. Now let's say that 15% of what it is that you and I do is represented by these pebbles here. 15% of what we do is usually what it is that we get paid for. It's usually our occupation, you know, uh, the, the, the things that we went to school for, which someone else with a modicum of training might be able to actually do in our place. They might actually be able to do the same things. We got trained to do it. Someone else will get trained to do it. And this is about 15% of what takes up our time. Okay, 80% is all the small stuff. 15% somebody with some training could probably do. But there's 5% left that only you and I can do. The unique things that we have been designed to do, and I call these our big rocks. The 5% is something that you cannot delegate to anybody else, okay? So if the 80% takes up most of our time, 15% what it is that we got trained to do, that we get paid to do probably, but 5% only you can do. You can't have anyone else do this. So let me me give you an example. Of course, it would be your spouse, right? I can't delegate someone taking care of my spouse to anybody else. Cindy is my priority. I must take care of her. What about my kids? I can't delegate taking care of my five boys to anybody else. 
I can, I'm the only one that can be their dad. Do I get help? Absolutely. But ultimately, that's a part of my 5%. That is something that I'm called to do. Okay, what about friendships? What about ministry time, right? What about those things that, that only, uh, those relationships that only I can build, the people that, that God has called me to be able to pour into, that is part of my 5%. I've been uniquely designed to minister in specific ways, this is one of those, and I can't hand that off to anybody else. Leading this church is part of that 5% that I've been uniquely designed and called to do, and I can't hand that off to anybody else. What about personal care? Man, I wish I could hand this one off. I wish that I could eat all the Christmas goodies I want, and I could delegate to you to do the crunches for me and the push-ups and the, and the sit-ups, right? And you eat the veggies, and I'll eat the snacks, right? I wish I could do that, but you and I both know that doesn't work. I can't delegate personal care or accountability to anyone else. Now, here's the thing. Here's the problem. You guys are already seeing where I'm going with this. It doesn't fit. And you want to know the biggest problem of all? This is what Jesus was getting through to Martha. The biggest rock. The God rock. There's no room. No room for Jesus. Jesus every day? Not going to happen. We're lucky if maybe we can fit in Jesus uh, maybe on a Sunday. Right? But Jesus every day, it's, not, it's just not going to happen. I don't, I don't got room. And yet... You and I love God. That's why you're here, right? You want to prioritize him. You want to head into this new year, putting him first. Let's flip it. So if you and I don't have room for God or the important things in our lives, let's flip the priorities here. Let's quit living our life, putting last things first and first things last. Let's start over for the brand new year, right? Here we go. Fresh start. New beginning. Same capacity, 24-7, but you and I have an opportunity to put first things first. Jesus said to Martha, choose the one thing that matters. So, this cannot be taken from you. He is the rock immovable in a constantly moving world. We put God first. What's first determines what's next. So, God shows me how to love and serve my wife in the new career that she's pursuing. God shows me how to father my children and raise them to be the men of God that he's calling them to be. God shows me how to continue to pastor this church and how to reach people around me, how to care for my friends and my family. God shows me that I am a temple of the Holy Spirit and that when I want to eat the crummy stuff, when I just want to skip exercising this day, when I don't want to be accountable for my thoughts or my actions. God says, no, 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 John, you belong to me. Now, here's the great thing. You get your 5% in first, then everything else. I mean, we still have to go to work, right? It's, it's not like we can skip work. We still have to make all of our, our, our payments. We still have to pay all of all of the things that are going on. And God knows that. He's like, it's okay. But now who are we doing it with? We're doing it with Jesus every day. We're doing it in him and through him. It's not like God is just segmented off to something else. So we got our, our, our 15% in. Now we're going to work with God, right? And then he's saying, and then guess what? All of the other stuff, that just fills in the cracks. That just fills in. Yeah, all the, the going to, to you know, 
commute, going shopping, you know, checking your emails, returning calls, all of that stuff. And God is saying, look at how much room has been made when you put the right things, the first things first. He wasn't telling Martha, you shouldn't be cooking. He wasn't saying you shouldn't be using your gift of hospitality. He was just saying, put me first, Martha, and then you'll actually enjoy me in all of the other things that you're doing. And then we end up moving into the year with everything right where it's supposed to be. It doesn't matter what else happens in 2021. What's going to happen is like a rock in a river. The river or the flow of everything else is going to move around the big rocks that we put in place. So our community builder discussion question here is this. What's your 5%? What are the responsibilities you have that you're uniquely designed to do that can't be delegated to anyone else? I would encourage you, this is what my wife and I do. We usually at the beginning of a, of a year, we sit down and we, we reassess our big rocks. Sometimes, especially in a year like this, we can get things a little off priority. Stuff's not fitting. And so we look at what it is we need to get rid of, what it is we need to cut back on so that we can put God first. Prioritize your 5%. Secondly, prioritize your care for every person in your life, even the new people that God would bring in there. I, I love this picture here in Mark 14. While he was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper, this is Jesus, of course, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. And she broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. And some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. Now this is a full house. And this setting says a lot about the priorities that Jesus had. Jesus prioritized everybody. In fact, he would often prioritize those that everyone else would try to pass by. Bethany was about two miles outside the t of the town by the Mount of Olives. And basically, in, uh, Bethany was a leper colony. And in those days, lepers were shout, unclean, unclean. You didn't go near a leper in those days. You stayed away from the lepers. And so Bethany was not a place that you would frequent very often. And a, specifically a rabbi or a teacher as Jesus was, you did not associate with the unclean. You did not go to those that had leprosy. And yet this was Jesus' B&B. This is where he stayed when he came. Simon the leper's house was right next to Mary and Martha's house that we just were in in the last passage. This is where Jesus came. This is where he hung out. This is where he spent his time when he would come to Jerusalem. He would stay at the leper colony. So are you getting this? He's in a house. He's at the Simon the leper's house. Now, whether he used to be a leper and Jesus healed him or he still has leprosy, we don't know historically, but the truth is he was known by this moniker. He had this reputation of leprosy. It's not usually where most people go and that's exactly where Jesus would hang out. All the disciples are there. Mary and Martha are there. Lazarus is there who just a week before had been dead and stinky for four days and now he's resurrected and he's hanging out there with with the leper and and judas is there and he's mad and because of all this waste of, of perfume and we'll get into that in the next point but there's a whole lot of broken people here a whole lot of very different people people that felt left outside of the religious rule of that day 
And this is who Jesus spent his time with. It's such a beautiful picture of, I think, what it is that God is calling us to prioritize as we move into 2021. That as we surrender, we would even surrender our time and who we spend our time with. And that I believe, if you're ready for this, God's going to begin to bring people across our path who are very different from us. And he's going to say, love that person. Don't ignore them. Don't judge them. Don't pass them off to somebody else. Love them. Spend authentic time with them. Converse with them. Help them. Get to know them. Don't put them in a box and say, I know everything there is about this kind of person. Jesus is saying, when you prioritize your 5%, part of him being the foundation, he's saying, I want you to make room in your life for those who are different from you. So our community builder discussion question is, how can you show Jesus to those that aren't like you or even don't don't like you? Maybe some of us just did that with our family gatherings. Uh, who can you reach out to that you've grown apart from? And certainly in this year, many of us have probably lost contact with some people and God would put those people on our hearts right now to say, hey, now that you've put me first, you got your 5%, I want a part of your 5% to be that which you can't delegate to anybody else. I want you to reach out to some people and build or renew some relationships. So prioritizing our 5%, prioritizing people, prioritizing your daily patterns is our third and final point here. As we look at what it means to surrender to one in 2021, Jesus every day requires that every single day we are surrendering our daily patterns, our patterns reveal our passions and you can see that here in mark 14 8 through 11 she poured perfume on my body this is jesus explaining beforehand to prepare for my burial see jesus was days away from the cross truly i tell you wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world what she has done will also be told in memory of her what an amazing statement Jesus is prioritizing people that are different from him. And he's saying, all of these religious leaders, no one's going to be talking about what they did. You know who everyone's going to be talking about? Mary, who poured out something expensive, something that was priceless upon him as a worship, as a preparation for the burial. In fact, it seemed like Mary was the only one who recognized the poignancy of this moment, that Jesus, this would be the last time they would all really kind of hang out together in this manner before he faced the cross. And then Judas Iscariot, one of the 12, went to the chief priests to betray Jesus to them. And so he watched for an opportunity to hand him over. Now, uh, we've just been reading in our life journal reading through the book of John and it revealed that Judas actually in this situation, it wasn't that he cared for the poor at all. John actually makes it very clear he didn't care for the poor. In fact, he was mad because he would often pilfer from the funds that were supposed to be for Jesus' ministry and spend them on his own private things. Yeah, see, Judas had his priorities and his priorities were self. His priority was about what it is that he wanted. And so he was completely missing this point. And we know, of course, that Judas would eventually go on to betray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And I want us to look at just that prioritizing of our daily patterns, even in terms of how our money is spent. Think about it. Just, just a couple examples of what got canceled this year. For instance, the Academy Awards are probably going to be pushed off for a couple of months because no 
no th- movies had <laughs> were, were shown. All the theaters were shut down. And, and when you consider that at the last Academy Awards, $42.7 million was spent on these celebrities. That's a lot of cheddar. What about another thing? The, the, the Tokyo Olympics got canceled, right? The, the ones in, in Korea, North Korea, $100 million in Korea for those Olympics. Now, it's not that we shouldn't have Olympic Games. It's not that we shouldn't have movies and, and Academy Awards. But I want to invest in a story that Jesus wants to tell. And, and clearly, the story that he wants to tell this is a story like Mary's. Mary, who, who had chosen the one thing that couldn't be taken, had, had put God as the foundation, said, even this expensive perfume, I'm going to pour out as a worship to the Lord. Her daily pattern was one of sitting at Jesus' feet. Wouldn't that be a great way to go into the new year? With a story that Jesus wants to tell, extravagant worship poured out to the Savior. Not an elaborate worship of, of self. Not, not needing to be seen or having more likes or followers online, but setting our hearts to follow God. I want you to think about this powerful truth, is that Jesus says he would ride in on the donkey and on, on Passover. He would still smell the scent of that perfume, of that, that signifier of worship he would still have that perfume on him as he was writing to lay his life down for us all wow that's a story that jesus said i want this story told for ages i want to live a life in the next year is a story that jesus wants to tell jesus it says here that judas looked for an opportunity to hand jesus over guess what that shows it shows judas's daily patterns His daily patterns were self. I'm going to spend. I'm going to steal. I'm going to lie. I'm going to cheat. This is about me. His daily patterns revealed his priorities. I want to look for an opportunity to hand my life over to Jesus every day. If you and I want to prioritize our 5%, if we want to prioritize people in our lives, if we want to prioritize our daily patterns, we have to to go deeper. Our daily patterns reveal our deep passions. And can I just share with you as we close here, one of my favorite ways to surrender to Jesus every day, and it's the life journal. Now you've heard me probably refer to this many times. It's a very simple way. It's not the only way to spend time with God, but it is my favorite way to spend time with God. I had grown up in the church, maybe some of you have as well, and you would hear the pastor say, you need to hear the voice of God. And I'd go, yeah, that sounds awesome. I would love to be able to hear his voice, but how do I do that? How do I hear his voice? Well, if you want to hear what God is saying, you need to spend time reading what God has said. And it's a really, really simple process. If you're interested in putting God first and having him be the rock or the foundation for your life, can I just encourage you to soap journal? It's very, very simple. God is calling each of us to put him first in this way. So soap, of course, how we scrub our heart on a daily basis, it stands for scripture, observation, application, prayer. This is one of one of the, the life groups, people that come together to Life Journal. This is one of the life groups that I started doing not too long after I moved here from Hawaii. And I'm telling you, 
It's so life-giving to me. It really, really is. And it's so simple. Every single day, we have reading that's in our life journal, or you can find online. And it gives us a little bit in the Old Testament and a little bit in the New Testament to read. And what you do is you gather together, and it's 20, 20, 20, 20 minutes reading that scripture reading for the day, 20 minutes uh, journaling through soap, and then 20 minutes sharing with each other. Now you could of course do this on your own, or you can just grab some, some other folks and say, hey, I'm, we're gonna meet at this time in this place and spend an hour together every single week. And that's how you start a life group. Now, what's, what's the deal with this process here? It's so, so simple that it, you would almost think, well, that's not gonna do anything. But I, I just wanna encourage you. It has changed my life. It has really helped me on a personal level to be able to hear the voice of the Lord throughout my day. And so I really try to start every day in this way. As you're reading through, you're asking the Holy Spirit to highlight something for you. And so that's when you write out a scripture in your journal. And then the observation is basically what captured your attention? What is God speaking to you about this? And you write that out in your observation. Your application is, okay, now how am I going to live differently because of this? What am I going to do today? Not tomorrow, not next week. What am I going to do today to live out this thing that God has just spoken to me through his word? And then here's the really transformational part is you actually don't just pray your prayer. You actually write out your prayer. You're asking God to continue to help you live this out. So in other words, it's not just, you know, I'm going to do this by my own strength. It's not about behavior modification. It's about a spiritual transformation. And if you look at this process, again, so simple, but you look at this and scripture takes it from your head. The observation takes it to your heart. So you're really taking this to heart. And then the application takes it to your hands and your feet, how you're going to be living this out. And then the prayer takes it to heaven. And you're saying to God, I want to be changed because of your word. Your word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. And so I want to live this out. And God, I can't do it without you. And you're inviting Jesus to walk out his word in your life every single day. I've heard it put this way, transformation doesn't happen in a day, but it does happen daily. And I would encourage you, if you want to, again, make sure that God is the foundation, that he is the rock, that he is the foundation for everything else you're going to do. This right here is an easy way to do it. And you can do it on your own, and I would encourage you to do so. But I also want to challenge you to actually start a life group. And here's, the, here's how you start one. You find at least one other person. Now you have a group. One other person that's wanting to pursue the Lord with you. And it helps to have accountability. It really does. Because on those mornings when you're like, I don't want to get up. I don't, I'm just going to sleep in. If you know someone is waiting for you, it really helps you to get out of bed and go hear the Lord together. And it's amazing because then I walk away with not just uh, my nugget of truth, but I walk out with a whole handful, depending on how many people are there, all of these nuggets of wisdom that I get to walk away with and begin to live out in that day. Yes, when I'm alone with God, he always speaks to me. But when I'm with others, I get to hear what God is speaking to them as well. And I end up walking away with a treasure. That one hour is something I'm living off of, not just for that day, but usually for the rest of the week. And so as we enter into... 
2021, I want to issue you a challenge. Will you join with me on this? I want to ask if you will surrender to one in 2021. And the challenge is this simple, that you will pledge to spend an hour a day with God. It doesn't matter if it's 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes on your commute, 15, half an hour later in the day, just combined, you're going to spend an hour with God. If you want to join me in that for the 31 days of January, which I think is going to set our heart into alignment with God, helping us to prioritize our 5%, putting him first in every area of our life, living Jesus every day. If you want to do that, then all you got to do is text surrender to 760-334-5533, and we will give you a free journal. And you can start out with one of these. If, if you're, if you're, not anywhere close to the church here, we'll send you the journal. You all you gotta do is just give us your address and we'll send you the journal. But you start the process out by, by texting this. And the truth is, is that this is an opportunity for you and I to surrender not just our day, not just a year, but our lives. Is 2021 gonna be any less crazy than 2020? I don't know, but I do know this, that the only thing I truly control is how quickly I'll surrender my cares to the one God who cares and is truly in control. I want to invite you to do that. And when you do that, when you surrender your cares to the Lord, you're going to understand that even when the rest of the world is out of control, God is still in control. And so again, I want you to text surrender to 760 334 5533. And what you'll be sent is a link. And that link will actually take you to this right here, where you can actually have the online devotions. If you're in the car, you can actually listen to it while you're driving. And then maybe just journal that soap, that, that scripture during your lunch break. And, and it's going to come across like this. It was the same number that we sent for the Christmas invites. And you'll just get that little link right there. This is what it looked like on my phone. And it's just an opportunity for you and I to be able to journey together. Again, what we're after here is not behavior modification or moral obligation. We're after spiritual transformation through daily revelation that comes through spending time in God's word and with God's people. Can I just encourage you? The goal for 2021, stop going to church and start being the church. The goal for 2021, stop reading the Bible and let the word of God, let the Bible read you. The goal for 2021 is stop waiting for an invitation and start being the invitation to the people around you to come know the rock on which we stand. Everything else is shifting stand. Jesus every day starts today and it starts with surrender. So let's just go ahead and do that right now. Let's just put our hands out like this like we're gonna receive. And then let's put our hands like this, like we're gonna surrender, all right? God, we just receive everything that you want to give us. You're such a generous God. And at the end of this year, God, we have much to thank you for. We really do. We're still alive, there's breath in our lungs, and you're giving us an opportunity for a fresh start and a new beginning. So, we surrender, not to fear, not to fatigue, not to failure, not to fear the future of the unknown. We surrender to you, the God who is in control. We cast our cares upon you.
to the God who cares for us. The only thing we truly control is how quickly we surrender to the God who is in control. So we surrender to you right now. Jesus, Savior, Lord, we give you this year. It's all yours. And we set our hearts to put you first every single day of our lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you again for taking some time on your New Year's Eve weekend to put Jesus first. I am so excited to continue this series. As I mentioned, next week on January 3rd, we're going to dive into the power of Psalm 23 and how our shepherd wants to lead us through all of the things that we're about to face into the brand new year. And together, we get to follow him. God bless you. I'll see you next week.